Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little bit of something-something in the game. But regardless of why you play, you need a platform that makes it easy. At mybookie.ag, they do just that. Bet MLB regular season, NBA player props, every other major event like the highly anticipated boxing match between MMA veteran Ben Askren and YouTuber Jake Paul. Place a single wager of $20 on the fight, and you'll get a free $20 bet for UFC 261. If that's not enticing enough, back the former Olympian's corner, and you'll get a 2-to-1 payout with my bookie odds boost on Ben Askren to win the fight outright. Sign up this week with promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo, and take advantage of up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code ZABE to grab yourself a free cash bonus on top of the free bets and boosted odds. Ben Askren and Jake Paul, it's the fight that nobody asked for, but everyone can't stop talking about, and you don't want to miss out on it at my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. It's not too late to make someone's holiday season a special one. Start now as an Amazon delivery station warehouse associate to earn some extra money for the holidays. You'd help bring joy to thousands near you by preparing packages and loading them up for their final delivery. With night and early morning shifts available through the new year, you'd also have the flexibility to spend time with your loved ones. To start as a delivery station associate, go to Amazon.com slash holiday work. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting your cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com right now for free screening resources and recommendations from the American Cancer Society. Don't wait. Early detection can save your life. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com today. Cancerscreeninfo.com. Today on the ZabeCast, greetings from the Commonwealth, my limited knowledge of Kentucky as I prepare for Bourbon Trail 2021. We got juicy Dan Snyder revenge news, plus possible replacement names. Also, Farve on politics, Fauci's convenient old man act, and some golf talk to boot. All that plus Amazon ain't fooling around on its football package. Your nearly hour-long dose of me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! (laughs) Here we go! Friday, April 16, 2021. Thank you for downloading. Greetings from the great state of Kentucky. Actually, I'm sorry, the Commonwealth of Kentucky, much like the Commonwealth of Virginia and the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. What is the difference between a Commonwealth and a state? I don't know. Good job with that poli sci major. I must've been out that day. They explained that either way. I'm here in Kentucky and I've only been in Kentucky a few brief times in my entire life. I was here for a game between Indiana and Kentucky Uh, involving Bob Knight, and then I want to say, was it possibly Patino on the other side? This was circa 1994, me and Dave Norton, lawyer Dave from Atlanta when he was at one-on-one sports with me. We took a road trip. We lived in Chicago because that's where the network was, and we said, let's go see the Indiana-Kentucky game that is played annually. And we went down, crossed the border. I think it was played, uh, was not played here at at Rupp in Lexington. It was in Louisville. Pseudo-neutral site, but not really. And it was a game in which Neil Reed, remember him? The guy that Bobby Knight choked, that uh, Neil Reed committed a turnover in the game and it was unclear as to whether the ball went out on him and Knight was pissed off about the call. And after the game, he's like, did any of you guys see who was out on? And the entire press room, and I mean a press room full of 40 plus reporters, dead silent. And I, for some reason, felt chippy. I was like, now nah, it definitely went off his leg, coach. Who said that? He's like looking at the back of the room. He goes, well, then you must be a darn genius then or something like that. And then he quickly moved on to something else. That was my moment of fame. Otherwise, 
I'm been well. I I, I, should, I should mend this. I've been to the Derby. I went to the Derby with one on one sports, same network, about the same time. But that's it. Otherwise, I've not spent much time in Kentucky. It's good to be here. Beautiful state. Good people, from what I can tell so far. But I've got some questions about Kentucky. Who is their main rival? Is it Tennessee? What's the difference between Tennessee and Kentucky? This state is only one of a handful of states without an NFL team in their in their borders or without an NBA team, MLB team, or NHL team. And yet, I get the sense Kentucky sports fans are very vibrant and very rabid. In fact, I get this from this guy, uh, Matt Jones, I believe, of Kentucky sports radio fame. I see him online. I hear he's a big shot down here. He's got a big following. Of course, Lexington and Louisville, the two largest cities. And of course, Louisville and UK are the two big rivals and the college football and or college basketball, mostly with a little bit of college football thrown in. I mean, Louisville's gotten a lot better, obviously, combined with the Derby as their big tentpole event every year and the horse racing It's a pretty good sports state, I think, all things considered, even though they don't have an NFL, NBA, MLB, or NHL team. They are 0 for 4 in that regards, joining the likes of Mississippi, Alabama, Arkansas, West Virginia, South Carolina, and Iowa, sort of in that same cluster geographically of central Midwest or lower Midwest or whatever you want to call that cluster of states. No pro teams, still a good sports State. Does it bother sports fans here in Kentucky? They don't have a pro team, or do you don't care? Obviously, basketball is religion. Horse racing is a major part of the economy. Bourbon, which is what me and the knuckleheads are here for, is a huge part of the state. That and the Mammoth Cave, which I have seen is a big tourist attraction, and bluegrass music, which I also don't quite know how that's different from country. I love it, the Blues Brothers. We play both kinds of music, country and Western. What's the difference between Western, country, and bluegrass? Answer, probably a banjo. But without further ado, I did a little bit of research, and so much like Alan in The Hangover 2, let me bring some facts to the table about Kentucky. I've also prepared a few words. Hey, everybody, here's some fun facts. Hey, everybody. The population in Thailand is 63 million people. It is twice the size of Wyoming. Its chief exports are textiles, footwear, and rice. Each year, approximately 13,000 people are killed in car accidents in Thailand. The climate Alan, in Thailand uh, is- Alan, why don't you skip to the last card there, buddy? Yeah. Okay. All right, here's a couple facts. 26th most populous state, 88% white, 8% black, you figure out what percent is left to the other races. Agriculture, manufacturing, the two big engines of Kentucky. Corn and tobacco, two of the biggest crops. Cattle and horses, huge as well. And of course, the bourbon. The bourbon, the bourbon, the bourbon. 95% of the world's supply comes from right here. They also make a lot of automobiles here in Kentucky. Bowling Green, I believe, is a big place as well. Is it a good place to retire? I don't know. I know this. The winters are not easy. The summers are hot and sticky. Real estate, don't know. Taxes, don't know. I've never heard of anyone retiring in Kentucky, but maybe people do. Anyway, it's good to be in the state. We'll be here for the next couple of days. Now we move on to a more amazing story, and that is a two brute Dan Snyder has turned on his former right-hand man, his former confidant, his former consigliere, one Bruce Allen. You knew it was probably coming to this, but it's still shocking for me to see it. Washington football team owner Dan Snyder files motion against former president Bruce Allen. Wow. Snyder filed the suit in California in the Central District Court Uh, asking the court to go through his text messages and documents that allegedly led to negative reporting against Dan Snyder, who just 
took over 100% of the team. If you had told me the outcome of all of this trouble of the last year for Snyder, that he would emerge completely victorious, 100% owner, not even facing what looks like any kind of suspension, maybe a fine, who knows. Team name is gone, and now he's going after Bruce Allen and Jessica McLuhan and anyone else who dared stand in his way. Wow. The latest filing regarding Allen is related to his lawsuit against India-based MEAWW, which wrote several mis- Uh, Several unsubstantiated allegations against Snyder last summer prior to an article by the Washington Post detailing sexual harassment charges against former team employees. The filing noted that despite Allen's prominent position and hands-on role in running the team during the time period discussed in many of these negative articles, Allen's name rarely, if ever, was mentioned in those articles. The dog that did not bark, and it was completely absent from the defamatory articles at issue in the Indian action. Lawyer up, Bruce. Your old buddy is coming after you now. What about the new name for the football team? Troubling story coming out today about how season ticket holders have been sent out questionnaires of sorts or poll questions asking, so what do you think of these names? This is what I'm looking at. We'd like to understand your preferences between a number of team names for the Washington football team. These names are being considered by the Washington football team, but are not final and do not represent the complete list of names. The list that I'm looking at, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And there, yeah, 10 names, and there could be more, but they don't list more than this. Are you ready for this garbage barge of suck of names? Here we go. It says, please select your two most preferred names. The Washington Griffins. (laughs) Not a fucking chance. The Washington Swifts. What? The Washington Armada. Nope. The Washington Rising. How about shoot that one into the fucking sun? The Washington Warriors. Okay, ding. I could get behind that. Put that down as one of my choices. The Washington Rubies. You've got to be high. The Washington Pilots. Uh, Seattle is on line two. You're stealing their bit. The Washington Commanders. Nope. Sounds like an intramural team. The Washington Renegades. I don't like that one either. And then the Washington D.C. Football Club or parentheses D.C.F.C. How about go fuck yourself, C. G-F-Y-C to the moon, C. God, these names suck. This will be the true exit point. By the way, I'm like, where's Red Wolves? Do not see Red Wolves. I do not see Red Tails either. So no. Maybe they've run into copyright issues. They can't pry those names free. Maybe they've tested poorly so far. This is shaping up to be an absolute debacle. Buckle up. Welcome, your Washington Swifts. Sponsored by Swiffer Swift Jets. Your choice in home floor cleaning. Correction time. I'll only make this mistake one more time at most, if hopefully not again. I think I've made it three times now. I've got to stop it. Jay and I were talking about Alabama quarterbacks with Mac Jones, and he said, who are the two best quarterbacks to come from Alabama? I said, Joe Namath and Ken Stabler. I forgot a guy who pretty had a pretty good career with the Green Bay Packers, old Bartholomew Starr. Bart Starr, Ken Stabler, Joe Namath, Richard Todd is the top four, says uh, my man. Oh, I cut and pasted this, and the name didn't come through. Going to give you credit. 
but it didn't come through. Thank you to somebody on Twitter. He says, I'm open to changing the order, however, but those are my top four on that front. Speaking of quarterbacks, former quarterbacks for the Green Bay Packers, Brett Favre is in the news again. Brett Favre says he wants politics out of sports, says kneeling for national anthem has, quote, created more turmoil. Oh boy, here we go. He made his comments Sunday on the Andrew Claven show on the Daily Wire. Andrew Claven. He added that he believes most fans want sports to remain about sports and not politics. Said Favre, I know when I turn on a game, I want to watch the game. I want to watch the players play. I want to watch the teams win, lose, come from behind. I want to watch all the important parts of the game, not what's going on outside of that game. And I think the general fan feels the same way. I can't tell you how many people have said to me, I don't watch anymore. It's not about the game anymore. Unquote. And I tend to agree, said Favre. Okay, couple things to unpack here. First of all, I don't believe anyone that says I don't watch anymore. I think they say that, but they do watch. Now, they may watch less, but it's such an easy flex, a virtue flex to go, I don't watch anymore. Really? Now, I know I'm going to get several emails from you people, you fine people. Who are you calling you people? Uh, Zabedyahoo.com that say, no, I'm, I'm in that category. I definitely don't watch. I know this, the politics and the social justice messaging, it is scrubbing speed off of all of the various sports. Now, maybe they don't care because they're still making tons and tons of money, but at some point it's got to catch up to them. The real point, and this is, you know, the rebuttal to this was, of course, Christine Brennan, the Yenta in chief for the USA Today, saying essentially, hey, politics have always been intertwined with sports. The all-star game from Georgia to Colorado. So what is sports's role in this current political conversation? Annalise, you know, uh, golf and, and all sports can take us to important national conversations. We've seen it over and over again over the last 20, 30 years. My goodness, going back to Bill. There are no conversations, Christine. It's, oh shit, there's a tiny little bit of controversy. Quick, move the all-star game. I don't recall a conversation to you. Billie Jean King and Muhammad Ali, Jackie Robinson even. So, uh, you know, people say get, you know, politics out of sports. Oh, forget it. You know, that ship has sailed. That's not happening. We are here and uh, these conversations transcend sports. And we are and, here. Uh, it's a, yeah. it's our. Here's the thing. Christine Brennan, like most sports writers, very liberal, very Democrat voter. They love their politics being in sports. They love it when their politics are being championed. Here's what I'd love to see. Tell me, I would love to hear Christine Brennan or any other sports writer say, well, here is a, uh, an, an issue in, in sports that's political or societal that is not what I believe in. It's not part of my ideology. It's not on my side of the voting ledger. It's a conservative issue, and it's all over a certain sport, and I hate it. But you know what? I respect it being in there. You show me that issue. I'd love to see it. I can't think of one. The right, the sports writers, the liberal sports writers, they love the politics because it's all on their side. It's all in their favor. They've never had to take a big L. I want to see an NFL player start doing a guns up salute during the national anthem. And then after the game, say, I did it because I feel like our Second Amendment rights are on the verge of being taken away by the Biden administration. And we cannot let that happen. I will continue to do guns up until we defeat this latest bill being proposed by the Democrats. Then, oh, watch the Christine Brennans of the world howl and squeal. Then they won't like politics so much in their sports. One of my favorite phrases about Twitter is when people tweet something like, I can't believe this app is free. That's when there is a shit show involving on, un, involving? A shit show unfolding on Twitter that makes you just laugh and say, oh my God. And you, you read post after post and you are, you're saying to yourself, I, I, I can't believe this, this, this entertainment this is the best entertainment and it's free. I said, uh, I sent this out to a couple of friends. I said, this thread on Twitter today is the best show on the internet. I am dying right now. So it's a uh, picture of one Matthew Miller, who is uh, not the Matt Miller, who is my super agent to the stars out of Chicago, Illinois. Shout out to you. Super agent Matt Miller. Uh, it is not Matt Miller, the football scout. It is this guy, Matt Miller, who is a former lawyer with some administration, political guy, blah, blah. He's like a former DOJ guy. And he 
of course, posts a vaccine selfie and writes the following. Did not quite anticipate the wave of euphoria and emotion that comes with that first shot. Go get your vaccine, folks. Best feeling you've had in over a year. Now, here come the comments. People are just bombing him left and right. Here's one. I just recently started a Metamucil regimen, and let me tell you, there's nothing more emotionally fulfilling than dropping meaty, robust logs tapered at both ends. I literally came once. Someone else said, imagine this generation trying to fight a world war. Oh no, it's too hard. We surrender. Where do I sign up for my Mandarin lessons? Please don't take my iPhone. This one said, I too got vaccinated and as I was leaving, all the people stood up and applauded. I met the love of my life in the clinic. I also won a billion dollars playing the lottery for my vaccination registration card number. And my deceased granny came back from the other side accompanied by all my childhood pets. Then there's this. Is it anything like hitting a homer in softball, the feeling? Because I had a whopper last night that I chased that high by knocking the bottom out of my lady. You should evaluate your life if getting an experimental vaccine for a political pandemic is the best feeling you've had in over a year. When I came, when I got mine, I came instantly. Biggest load I ever blew. <laughs> Everyone clapped and cried. and hugged. So soft work. <clears throat> one woman responded in support of Matt Miller during my time of waiting 15 minute mandatory to make sure there was no reaction I listened to Andrea Bocelli loud and blotted away a few tears I wanted to hug everyone somebody responded to that by saying which Andrea Bocelli song time to say goodbye <laughs> and then there's this did not quite anticipate the wave of euphoria and emotion that comes with the first shot? Well, nobody ever does, my friend. We spend years desperately chasing the way the first one hits, but we all find it's the utter desolation and loneliness of... Wait wait, oh, wait a minute, oops. Wrong meeting. Then there was a rare public appearance by Anthony Fauci, who is the one of the leading infectious disease specialists. In, not, not rare? Oh, oh every, every day? How many interviews? He was testifying before Congress, and Representative Jim Jordan, Republican, Ohio, was giving it to him good about, hey, when are we going to get our freedoms back? You know, the basics. I don't look at this as a liberty thing, Congressman Jordan. Well, that's obvious. As a public health thing. But the, the, I disagree with you, you on that. You think the Constitution completely. is suspended during, a, during a, a, a virus, during a pandemic? It's certainly not. This will end for sure when we get the level of infection very low. It is now at such a high level, there's a threat again of major surges. Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci, over the last year, Americans' First Amendment rights have been completely attacked. Your right to go to church, your right to assemble, your right to petition your government, freedom of the press, freedom of speech have all been assaulted. I mean, for a year now, Americans have... Skip ahead because this point comes up again, and this is great. This is where Fauci suddenly reverts to old man mode and pretends he couldn't hear something Representative Jordan had said to him. Grievances. Right. I also understand the First Amendment's pretty darn important, and it's been a year, and I want to know when right. Americans will get those First Amendment liberties right. back. Well, you just said people cannot assemble in their own homes. They can. That's a CDC recommendation for vaccine. Not last fall, they couldn't. Boom. Fucking busted. Now, what does Fauci do? Because he's slippery. Watch this. Just nailed him. He said, well, he couldn't, couldn't a year ago. People can't go to a loved one's funeral. People can't get to their government petition, their representative to redress their grievances. Right. I also understand the First Amendment's pretty darn important, and it's been a year, and I want to know when right. Americans will get those First Amendment liberties right. back. Well, you just said people cannot assemble in their own homes. They can. That's a CDC recommendation for vaccine. Not last fall, they couldn't. Here it is. I'm, I didn't hear Not it. last fall, they couldn't. I, I didn't hear what he said. I didn't hear. He he was hearing perfectly fine. He's going back and forth, and suddenly he couldn't hear. And it's been a year, and I want to know when Americans will get those First Amendment liberties back. 
Right? You just said people cannot assemble in their own homes. They can. That's a CDC recommendation for vaccination. Not last people. fall they couldn't. I'm, I didn't hear. Not it. last fall they couldn't. I, I didn't hear what he said. The gentleman's time has expired. <laughs> um, I'll give you one instance of when we can get our liberties back. It's when 90 percent of the members of the United States Congress getting vaccinated. Well, I want to know if that's what Dr. Fauci is. <laughs> First of all, uh, with due respect, uh, Congress, uh, Congressman Clyburn, I believe it is. So you're saying the people can get their liberty back, which is not the definition of liberty when it's taken away and handed back after an arbitrary sort of metric is hit in a public health quote-unquote crisis. But Clyburn says... It'll happen when 90% of Congress gets vaccinated. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? 90%. 90% That's what Dr. I'm... Fauci? Is it 90%? That's what I'm. That, that's what I'd like to know. Give me some. Give us some objective standards versus when certain things get reached. We might be. This is this is where the only thing I wish, and I love June Jordan for doing this. Lay out. Say, is it 90%? And stop. Let him have that opening to stumble and fumble and say, I can't hear you. Able to get back to having our liberty. When? What are the numbers? Well, You're going to see a gradual. Yeah. Uh, Bureaucrat speak. You're going to see it gradually starts to dance around it. From the right now, we're at an unacceptably high level. Yeah. We're at un unacceptably high level. It's always unacceptably high. We're always on the verge of another surge. Daily basis, it's unacceptably high, regardless of who you are. What you're going to see as more and more people get vaccinated, and we get over three million people a day, you're going to see the level of infection come down and down, and gradually there will be more flexibility for doing the things that you're talking where about. does it get to when it comes down what number do we get our liberties back tell me the number tell when me the number 90 percent of the members of congress <laughs> fauci wouldn't respond Clyburn's like once again with this 90 percent of us with 90 percent of us get vaccinated but you're not a doctor Clyburn. <laughs> he is what is the number I can't Thank give you for recognizing me, Mr. Clyburn. Thank the chair you. Chair now recognizes uh, for five I'd minutes. I'd like my question Ms. answered. I don't, I don't want. Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. Regular order. Regular order. No, just a moment, Mr. Mr. Chairman. Mr. Chairman, I don't want you to answer my question. The American people want Dr. Fauci to answer the well, question. What does it have to be? And there you go. And there's a look inside the wonderful sausage factory that is your elected representatives. But we should trust the experts. I do agree. Trust the experts, right? Trust? Trust but verify, perhaps? Trust but question? How much do we want to trust? Here's the thing about experts, and this was pointed out by my man John Ziegler, who's going to come on next week, his uh, long expose podcast about uh, Sandusky and the Penn State scandal, claiming Sandusky was wrongly uh, accused and convicted, which to me sounds insane as shit. But I'm going to hear it. I'm going to listen. That's part of having an open mind. Uh, and I'll have him on to talk about it. He points out, he goes, look, the thing about experts, he says, one of the many things the media fails to get about why experts, quote, experts are not to be blindly trusted, especially in a situation as big as this, is that the most important thing to experts is what? Being considered an expert. It's a self-perpetuating cycle. They can't afford to show any hints of not being an expert. This creates dangerous levels of groupthink and fear of admitting failure, says John Ziegler, and he is once again a ring, a ding ding, right on the money. Let's talk email for a second. It's a useful tool. It I still use it. I try to be judicious about it. I don't try to waste people's time. But just remember. And I try to say this to myself, every time I email somebody asking for something, even a simple response, I'm giving them an invoice for their time. An invoice, which I did a little quick math here, which is always dangerous. Oh boy, buckle up. Tell me if this makes sense. I say each email takes one minute on average. Some might take 30 seconds. The, the, the quickest you respond to an email is just, is 20 seconds. You open it, quick, tat, 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 send, done. 20 seconds, 20 to 30 seconds. And some take much longer. So the average, I'm going to say, is a minute. 
So at one minute per email, that comes out, let's say your your hourly wage as a decently employed and compensated white-collar worker is $24 an hour, or maybe a lot more than that if you are a blue-collar worker like a plumber or a roofer. I don't know what you make per hour, but let's say, the, let's say you're making $24 an hour. That's 40 cents per email of your time wage calculation per email that you respond to, 40 cents per. Now imagine 10 minutes of responding to email just three times a day, 10 in the morning, 10 at noon, 10 at night. That's a pretty light return. 10 minutes a day is forty is $4 a day that you're being invoiced for your time. Three times a day, that's $12. Actually, I'm sorry, 10 minutes per session. <laughs> it's quickly falling apart here. I have it all written down too, and I couldn't get it through it calmly and orderly. 10 minutes per session of email responding, that's $4 cost to you. You do it three times a day, that's $12 a day. $12 a day times five days a week is $60. That's assuming you don't, want, you don't look at email at all on the weekends, which we all know is not true, but I'm doing this on the low end just to be safe. $60 a week times four weeks a month and cutting out the extra fat of you probably have another couple weeks or two at the end of the year, but let's just call it four weeks a month. That's $240 a month times 12 months in a year. That's $2,880 in time cost to you. Well, guess what? That's your trip. That's a really nice luxury trip somewhere for vacation for a week, right? It's a fucking waste of time. So be careful in terms of sending people what are essentially invoices for their time. Now, I say this with all love and respect. My man, one account, Johnny Rhodes, who you've heard on this podcast before, and I do love him, but goddamn him, sometimes he is as dense as a fucking shovel. He sends me this email after getting back from his five-day golf junket down in Gulf Shores, Alabama, which he wanted me to go on, and I wanted to go on as well. It just didn't work out for me. He says, morning, brother. Cheerily. Got in at 3 a.m. from the trip. Great time, great courses. Of course, they ate our lunch as always. Okay, perfunctory introduction over. Now here we go. Need some input, he says. Without much thought, can you list me your favorite Vegas area or Arizona golf courses with anything else you'd like to add? Parentheses, good greens, layout, cart girls, etc. All the best, Johnny Rhodes. What the fuck is this? This sounds like a homework assignment. I've now got to type out in some sort of detail. Here's my five best in Vegas. Here's my five best in Arizona. Here's what you want to do. This is the best value. I don't know about the cart girls here. These greens are pretty. How about golfnow.fucking.com? Hmm? How about I'm going to call you later. If you have one minute, I have a quick question about Arizona slash Vegas golf courses. That would go a lot further. Instead, he sends me an invoice for my fucking time. How am I supposed to answer that? What is the best value in terms of dollar per course? Or is it which one would you splurge if you had the chance? How close do you want to be to the Vegas Strip? Do you have a rental car to get there or not? How many players are there going to be? Four, eight, 12 more. Are they good? Are they not so good? Is it a tournament? Is it just for fun? What time of year are you going to play? Are you doing any other gambling? Oh, by the way, Arizona, way different golf market than Vegas. A lot more resorts, not as much public courses. Do you want me to rank them separately or rank them together? And then cart girls? Cart girls is a fucking criteria? Uh, hold on. Let me check when Anastasia is on the schedule for the time that you're going to be going to play these golf courses, which I don't recall seeing in your email. And holy shit, look at the time. I just spent three minutes talking about his email. That's going to cost me $1.65. What a waste of time. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little bit of something, something in the game. But regardless of why you play, you need a platform that makes it easy. At mybookie.ag, they do just that. Bet MLB regular season, NBA player props, every other major event, 
like the highly anticipated boxing match between MMA veteran Ben Askren and YouTuber Jake Paul. Place a single wager of $20 on the fight, and you'll get a free $20 bet for UFC 261. If that's not enticing enough, back the former Olympian's corner, and you'll get a 2-to-1 payout with my bookie odds boost on Ben Askren to win the fight outright. Sign up this week with promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo, and take advantage of up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code ZABE to grab yourself a free cash bonus on top of the free bets and boosted odds. Ben Askren and Jake Paul, it's the fight that nobody asked for, but everyone can't stop talking about, and you don't want to miss out on it at my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. At Vanguard, this is more than just a retirement plan. This is your cappuccino date in Italy, the beach house with the matching bicycles. It's your rental car down memory lane and weekends reuniting with friends from over the years. This is the future you imagined, and Vanguard is here to help you build it. Because at Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now get any breakfast sandwich for just 2 bucks. Available only through the app. Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required. Speaking of golf, I encourage everybody to become a subscriber to the ZabeCast. Then you'll get little extras like the Capital Golf Gang every week, which this week we did our full Masters recap. I had the whole gang together, me, John Ronis, Ron Thomas, John Gould. Ronnie and Johnny Gould were on the phone, but they still were good in the mix. And we went through everything uh, at the Masters that was. Plus, I gave them a hypothetical quick back nine with the following question and I was surprised by their answers. All right, hole number 12. Would you rather, A, get to play Augusta, but in very cold conditions, 50 and windy, at the end of the season of the fall, or B, be given the permission to camp out overnight on a mild early May night, anywhere you want on the golf course, you and a girlfriend, and walk the grounds at moonlight? Which would you rather? That's a no-brainer for me. I'm playing yeah. in any case. Got to play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Ronnie? Well, I'm intrigued by the whole girlfriend thing. Is my wife there, or is it just me and my girlfriend? Because <laughs> that's very important. I can't believe you guys. Well, I guess I can. Screw playing it in 50 and windy with the leaves all coming down. Camp out and listen. To the Georgia Pines, feel I play with snow the, on the ground. energy. Walk around. Imagine waking up. You unzip your tent. You're right there by Ray's Creek on 12. You and your smoking hot 25 year old girlfriend, because you're 26. <laughs> and well, now and you're, you're bringing Ronnie back into the <laughs> keep, you're, you're back, keep talking. Ronnie. Keep talking. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> can we play our way back to the clubhouse? Play, yeah. uh, play even corners. You can not golf. <laughs> <laughs> you can do anything <laughs> but golf. Night putting. Night putting. Just putting at night. <laughs> yes. With- All right. Hole number 13 here. Quick nine. If you were on a cross country flight, sitting next to Jim Nance in first class, and he leaned over and asked you, "So, friend." What do you think of the way we do the broadcast at CBS of the Masters? What would you tell old Jimmy Nance? I would say that they do an excellent job. It. I would say, I hate to say it, maybe I'm just getting a little bit older. It's starting to get a little syrupy for me. Starting? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I always love the syrup. I like syrup. Actually. I like syrup too. I like syrup a lot, actually. Uh, but I would say it's getting a little bit syrupy, and I do think that maybe someone should stand up and talk about the verbiage. Because when I, I almost blew a gasket when I heard Dottie Pepper, and I love her. I think she I does like a great Dottie job. Too, yeah. But when she said, "We'll just call it organic matter," 
Oh, God. And I just was like, well, why? Well, why do we need this nonsense? This came up in previous years. They didn't want them calling them mud balls. I know it. I know it. I know why. why. Why? So there, there's no mud yeah, bull. down here at Augusta. Please. There's mud everywhere. <laughs> So I'm sorry, but All when right. she said, we'll just call it organic. Ron, Ron Thomas, what would you say to Jim Nance if he asked you? Uh, first of all, I'd love to even just talk to Jim Nance. So I would never say anything negative to him, and I don't think there's any reason to. I will say, thanks to you, Steve, uh, Ian Baker Finch is just not. My cup of tea. <laughs> have I? And have I? Have I? Have I, mean, I? You ruined it for me because yeah. I pointed out that they say nothing. And Ian Baker Finch is apparently the nicest guy in the world, but he says nothing while putting out this vibe like, I'm the nicest guy in the world. Don't you love me? I'm so nice. I'm so gentle. Yeah. And it gets to be a bit much. I don't want that in my announcers. I want analysis. He's a good homer, though, because he was talking a lot about the Aussies. Of course he is. Yeah, he's a, he, he's yeah. a good homer. Okay. Uh, Mr. Gould, what would you say to Nance? I, I would tell him two things. One, uh, I love the 8K camera. That was fantastic. Yeah. Dreamy, dreamy yes. cam. Built yeah. for that. I call it dreamy yeah. cam. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Golf was built for that. You know, occasionally we get it uh, in and out of commercial for football, but golf, you could follow them all the way up the, the, the uh, fairway walk, and so that was one. But my second thing is, is kind of the, my primary point is it's just not enough. You know, we need more shots. We need more hours. You know, I, I was two screening it all all four days. So I'm trying to watch it on TV and I'm watching it on the app and the master's app is, uh, I know Sadie talked on social media. It's best it's app so ever good. designed. Yeah. It's it is so good. It's so crystal clear. Uh, you know, you can watch four once and I mean, it's insane how good it is. I wish the TV show were that good that we could see that many shots. I mean, I was literally watching it on the app and they'd show it six or seven minutes later on on the TV, and, and it was, you know, yeah. but, so that's what maybe, it, uh, to to uh, Ron's point, Mr. Nance, I love what you do. I just want more of it. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to say it as a negative. I just want more shots. You know, they, they should open coverage at noon. We don't need to wait till 2 or 3 o'clock, and, and we, you know, so. And you know, the best well. thing is, is we don't have commercials. Now i got to go back to watching golf with these commercials. Yeah, and that's tough. Just, I, would say, tough. I would say to Nance, I would say, Jim. I love you. You're one of my favorite announcers. You're really, really good. You're really this close to becoming a cliche with how you approach Augusta. You've got to bring some energy. You've got to bring some edge. You've got to treat this like a sporting event because that's what it is, Jim. It's a sporting event, for God's sake. I think okay? it's a membership application. Is, is he a member at Augusta? I don't know. But he is not a member. But I have not seen like him. He can't, he's got to be syrupy or else okay. that goes well, away. Well, you know? that understood. He is, he is going out of his way for the branding of him as that. Hello, friends. Well, of course. All right. Oh, yeah. And he names he names the members. He said, "Oh, there's Billy Payne, you know, over uh-huh. there by the driving range. Uh-huh. He knows all the he members, did. and he yeah, calls he them did. out on the the broadcast, and they love it." Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's Jerry Schlitznitz. He's a good yeah. guy. He owns an easy go distributorship down in Macon. <laughs> he oh likes to do some God. cutting at night with the daughter of the dean. <laughs> Once again, subscribe to the Zabecast. You will see it in the separate subscriber feed as bonus content for members only. J Lo and A Rod are uh, officially done. What a shame. J Lo, call me. Hard to believe that two utterly self-absorbed, narcissistic, ultra-rich, beautiful people wouldn't go the distance. One month after Page Six broke the stunning news the power couple had split, they officially released through a statement that their engagement is over and they are, quote, better as friends. We continue to work together and support each other on our shared businesses and projects. We wish the best for each other and each other's children's children. Lopez is 51, A-Rod 45. A-Rod about to become the owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves, or at least minority owner. I'm not sure his stake in that. You know what? That's fine. They had their fling. They had their time in the sun as the power couple. They could have, in theory, if J-Lo at 51 would have had a kid, and I don't think she would have, they could have had some of the most beautiful, structurally perfect, facially gorgeous little babies ever. But eh, it wasn't to be. Amazon ain't playing around when it comes to their NFL package. They could have just repurposed existing network product with network announcers and said, yeah, we're also going to shoot it out over our distribution channels. But no, they're going all in. Andrew Marchand, New York Post, writes the following. 
During internal Amazon sports meetings to discuss how it wants to deliver games to fans, executives have a saying, your game, your way. It's catchy and it gives insight into Amazon's approach as it continues to increase its marquee live sports offering, offerings. While there's anticipation of how Amazon will cover the NFL after its recent multi-billion dollar deal for exclusive rights to Thursday Night Football, the question being asked by top sports media execs, agents, and broadcasters is, what is Amazon building? Upon close examination, writes Marchand, a theme is apparent about what Amazon is trying to do. And so far, so good. With its endless pockets and more than 200 million subscribers to its Amazon Prime membership, Amazon is shopping in the Tiffany aisle of sports around the world. Last month, it became official that they would have Thursday night football. This Sunday, they'll simulcast... uh, This Sunday, Amazon will simulcast WPIX Channel 11's broadcast of the Yankees. It'll be the first of 21 games that'll be streamed locally by the service this season. He goes on to say that they will have their own announcers, multiple camera angles, and a bunch of other elements that the traditional broadcast network presentation will not have. Damn it, just when I was about to dump my Amazon Prime membership, they wrote me back in. I'll end on this. I try to end on a upbeat story, but well, every now and then we end on something that makes you go, whoa, really? North Carolina teacher private school teacher killed in shootout with Mexican cartel? Wow. This comes on the heels of me saying yesterday to Jay that I didn't quite, I'm not quite feeling the theme of Ozark with, you know, Jason Bateman as the otherwise humble suburban accountant extraordinaire who knows how to launder money being so entangled with the Mexican cartels and seemingly being pretty calm about it when all is said and done. I'm like, eh, I don't know if I buy that. I also asked the question, I wonder how much the Mexican cartels are truly operating within U.S. structures and in U.S. cities. And I surmised, well, probably a lot more than we realize. And I'm sure there's feds and agents on this. Well, here's a story that comes out in the bright light, and it's a hell of a story. Barney Harris, who taught and coached basketball at Union Academy in Monroe, North Carolina. So this is a nice, upscale, private academy that Barney Harris and his brother-in-law, Stephen Stewart, were allegedly trying to steal drugs and cash from a trailer used by the cartel when all hell broke loose. As soon as they got in there, they came upon an 18-year-old cartel member, Alonso Lara. The in-laws allegedly executed Mr. Lara when he refused to tell them where their stash was hidden. But then things got crazy. Other cartel, other cartel members soon arrived, triggering a gun battle that left Harris dead. Said authorities, Mr. Harris had a bullet, bulletproof vest on, but it did not work with the kind of ammunition that was used. Wow. Bulletproof vest piercing ammunition, Mexican cartel in the middle of the North Carolina woods. So the one, uh, the one cousin died, the coach, basketball coach. The other guy survived. He was arrested, charged with murder and armed robbery. Now here's what's going to get interesting is that authorities did find about two pounds of cocaine and seven grand in cash at the trailer. Uh, the sheriff says he believes one of the Lara brothers may have fled to Mexico. And Johnson said he's concerned the cartel might strike back. Well, yeah, that's kind of what they do. Buckle up for that. So you go to court, you're on trial for murder. You executed a cartel gang member, tried to steal his cocaine and his cash, but then your cousin got murdered himself. The cartel might get unraveled because of this. How do you score that one? I don't know. Someone's going to jail, that's for sure. All right, that'll do it for today. Thank you very much for being a downloader and uh, regular listener of the Zabecast. Fridays are now free because Mondays cost you five bucks. You want to join us on Mondays, then do uh, subscribe. Go to zabe.com slash premium. I think it's slash premium. And join today. You can get 12 months for the price of 11 when you sign up for an entire year. And I do very much appreciate everybody who is a subscriber. It keeps 
enabling me and emboldening me to do stupid things like drive my my mobile van to Kentucky to talk to some distillers and bourbon people and I'm going to have a podcast or two on that that I'll put behind the paywall as well so hopefully it starts paying off more and more I know it is and it keeps me going and I really appreciate everybody who does subscribe for the rest of you hey just listen and tell a friend I don't care freeload all you want you know we're in the freemium service here you like it enough for four days eventually you'll pay for the fifth day as a thank you to me Have a great weekend. I'm off to drink some bourbon. Hopefully I make it back in one piece on Sunday. And we will see you next time. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little bit of something, something in the game. But regardless of why you play, you need a platform that makes it easy. At mybookie.ag, they do just that. Bet MLB regular season, NBA player props, every other major event like the highly anticipated boxing match between MMA veteran Ben Askren and YouTuber Jake Paul. Place a single wager of $20 on the fight, and you'll get a free $20 bet for UFC 261. If that's not enticing enough, back the former Olympian's corner, and you'll get a 2-1 to payout with my bookie odds boost on Ben Askren to win the fight outright. Sign up this week with promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo, and take advantage of up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code ZABE to grab yourself a free cash bonus on top of the free bets and boosted odds. Ben Askren and Jake Paul, it's the fight that nobody asked for, but everyone can't stop talking about, and you don't want to miss out on it at my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense hear that is that america cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection it's time to cheer for egg mcmuffin and fresh cracked eggs at mcdonald's it's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest to goodness morning meal breakfast it's on at mcdonald's now get any breakfast sandwich for just two bucks available only through the app Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required.